As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is the Tribune Audio Network. It's, it's crushing see a young lady who's so vibrant, so alive, so full of uh, enthusiasm, and, uh, and, and now it, there's, there's almost a shell with Caitlin where, where that vibrancy has uh, been diminished, and, uh, and, and, and it hurts. Everyone who knew Caitlin Little before the accident knows the kind of girl she was. And now she's just um, still amazing, but um, she's different. She's changed. In ways that not only affect Caitlin's life, probably forever, but everyone who loves her has suffered right along with her. I'm angry. I'm sad for her. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. We do stress about that. We're wondering, all right, we thought we were going to be saving for college. Now we're saving for care. From the Tribune Audio Network, I'm Fox 8's Bob Buckley, and this is Caitlin Can't Remember. On a cold and wet Saturday night, hundreds of people gather at the Moose Lodge about three miles from Caitlin's home. On the menu is steak or chicken, salad, baked potatoes, and banana pudding for dessert. A good southern menu. Lining the walls when you walk into the lodge are the silent auction items, dozens of them. And the rest of the room is filled with tables of 10 as long as a football field. Many of the people here are good friends of the Littles. Dan and Eileen Hogan met Chris and Jennifer Little when their older daughters began preschool together 15 years ago. The family's done a phenomenal job of uh, really being resourceful about how to handle this. And Jennifer, bless her heart, really, she's so, um, I know she's frustrated and anxious and stressed and it's taking a toll on her. And um, she still, every, you know, every time we see her, she's just got this calm, we're gonna figure out how to handle this, we're gonna do what we need to do for Caitlin and for her siblings. This type of fundraising event is something that Dan Hogan didn't experience as he was raised in rural Michigan. You can see, even though Greensboro is a fairly large uh, town from where I grew up, we're still a small-time community, or we have that mentality, you know, we're there to help, we're neighbors, and you can really see that when something like this, when uh, you can't find a parking spot, you can't get a ticket because it's sold out, it's it's very encouraging. Jennifer works in the schools, and I think that's where this started with people she knew in the schools, but it's gotten much, much bigger than that. You know, gotten involvement from all over the community. This is just like a, a huge uh, Southeast community gathering. Hey, Mr. As all the friends talk and mingle, dozens of Caitlin's schoolmates run around, bringing everyone their meals and then clearing the tables. Each of them is wearing a blue t-shirt that Caitlin designed. On the shirts, in big script at the top, it says, 
a little goes a long way. A play on Caitlin's last name and her love for running. Beneath that is an outline of Caitlin in full stride, her ponytail bouncing behind her. At the bottom is part of a verse from the book of Hebrews in the Bible. It reads, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. It's hard to imagine that this was the race that God laid out for Caitlin to run. A freak accident at a cross-country practice in her freshman year at Southeast Guilford High School in Greensboro, North Carolina, leading to a hit to her head that left her with a traumatic brain injury that has her now, 18 months later, dealing not just with excruciating pain, but anterograde amnesia. That's an exceedingly rare condition in which Caitlin wakes up each morning thinking it's the day after the accident, thinking it's Friday the 13th of October in 2017. And Caitlin has no memory of any day since. Yeah, just like the Drew Barrymore character in the movie 51st Dates. All table servers, can I have your attention please? All the doctors, all the specialists they've seen, have cost a fortune. So that's what this fundraiser is about. Sorry, y'all ready? It won't pay for all of Caitlin's treatment, not even close. But it will allow them to look at some options they couldn't have considered before. Let's do this thing. The Moose Lodge has the typical social hall, the big room with a stage at one end. On the stage is a woman calling out numbers for the raffle. Two, three. Ticket Everyone in the room recognizes her. Cindy Farmer has been a news anchor in Greensboro for 30 years. Most of them spent living near Southeast High, where Caitlin goes to school. Cindy is not at all surprised by the turnout on this night. This is an amazing community. Um, when there's a need, we rally to that. Um, I've known these people for most of my married life. My husband and I moved out here. I've never known these folks to shy away from any type of challenge, whether it's a medical challenge, whether it's a, a, another type of challenge in the community. Um, this is the definition of community. There's no doubt about it. You come together, you help each other, you lift each other, you hold each other up, and you tell each other, hey, we care about you because you're my neighbor. I may not know you, but you're my neighbor. I've known Cindy for most of those 30 years. She's my colleague here at Fox 8. But on the night of the fundraiser, she's not the news anchor everyone loves and stops at the store or in a restaurant for a selfie. She's just Cindy from down the street and all the journalistic decorum and rules are pushed aside. We're not supposed to get emotionally involved in stories. We're not supposed to get emotionally involved in stories, but this is a family that you know, I've known Jennifer Little since my girls were little. You know, she's a teacher at the elementary school where my And kids. taught both of Cindy's girls when they went through. I'm trying to kind of say setback just Okay. Oh, I'll check. Is that better? Doing well? All right. Sounds good. We sat down at Chris and Jennifer's kitchen table not long after the fundraiser. There was not an empty seat in the house. And it's here that I have to get into their personal business. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
right, well, let's talk about some tougher stuff. Yes. Um, insurance and finances. Okay. What is this doing to the family? Guilford County Schools did not come through and help as they were supposed to with health insurance because it was an injury on school site. Um, there are a lot of loopholes that even the people who work downtown in the offices didn't recognize. So that left us with a lot of bills. Traditional medicine um, is very expensive and they want to go with the most expensive scans. So we've been left with quite a um, load and it seems like with every scan we do it's right when we're rolling over to the new year so her EEG and MRI and then we rolled over into January then it's time for new scans and so we had to start meeting our deductible all over and then um, we did a lot of searching because we weren't getting the answers we wanted the doctors that are really giving us answers are not covered so we're paying out of pocket for everything to get healing. We were uh, told that if your child plays sports at school, you need to have this insurance policy sponsored by the school. That's great, it's wonderful. We got that. It's, you know, everybody hopes you're never gonna need it, but we got it anyway, just in case. One of the final lines in that contract says, oh, by the way, it doesn't cover any injuries incurred during sports or at practice on school property. Right. I thought that was the whole point of it was to cover that's what I thought too. It'll cover things like $250 for tests or something of that sort. Well, of course, one MRI costs a whole lot more than that. Um, so that hasn't been very helpful at all. The neurologist who first examined Caitlin said they couldn't find any structural damage to her brain. They all thought this was a psychological issue, maybe just a trauma and she didn't want to remember things. They insisted she get a psychiatric evaluation. Just like the psych evaluation is the same evaluation Guilford County Schools does for free, my out-of-pocket was $1,300 for that test. I did not know that when we signed on. I wouldn't have agreed. She didn't do anything different. I took the results to our own Guilford County psychologist in our school. She said, like, yeah, I do the same thing. Remember, Jennifer is an elementary school teacher. Chris is a one-man construction and building operation. He's very good with numbers, but even he can't make them add up for Caitlin's care. It, uh, it's been a lot to kind of work into your budget. Now, you can't just cut yourself a check for an extra ten or twenty or thirty thousand dollars in one year for stuff. There have been some people who have been very generous and helped us out a little bit, and that's been very, very nice. And some doctors have indicated they think they may be able to help with Caitlin's condition. So, what were your first impressions when you met Caitlin? Um, it was definitely a case that was right up our alley, so to speak, in our wheelhouse. Uh, Post-concussion, traumatic brain injury is something we see every day. And That's Dr. Michael Trafer. He's trained in neurology and not only examined Caitlin, but is optimistic that he can help to get at least some of her brain function back. Absolutely. There's, you know, there's certainly not a great deal of literature talking about uh, you know, traumatic brain injury, specifically with anterograde amnesia. But Dr. Trayford says the basics of brain function and repair still apply in Caitlin's case. So if we can do things like neurofeedback to boost alpha brainwave activity, her brain is better primed for learning or memory encoding. That's just, you know, the way it goes from an electrical output standpoint. Also, too, if we can control some of the excess beta or fast brainwave activity she has in the front of the brain, particularly the right front of the brain, again, makes a better scenario for learning and uh, learning stress-free. 
because when they're stressed involved with learning, the learning becomes much more difficult, uh, almost impossible. Dr. Trayford is nearly three hours up the road in Asheville, North Carolina, and his work can be expensive at least for people in Chris and Jennifer Little's position. We've had the fundraiser, and the fundraiser has now made that a possibility. Whereas before, it just wasn't possible. There's no way we could do this. Right, the so. treatment's very expensive, and you have to take a week off of work, and you have to travel there and stay in a hotel for a week. Their lives have become a series of choices that have to be made, often without many good options. And we don't pretend to know what we should do. I don't know what we should do. All knows what we can do. So we, we take our limited resources and try to find what is most highly probable to yield beneficial results. A lot of this feels like, um, like you're on a ship and the ship's sinking and oh my God, there's a hole over there. Let's go patch that one. And then, okay, we got that one that's mostly stopped and oh my God, there's one over there. And you're running from emergency to emergency, crisis to crisis, uh, calling doctors, calling clinics, uh, fielding emails from people who want to help or people who are sharing their stories. And there's very little downtime, very little. Especially when you have three other children to take yeah. care of. Three other children. Hey boys, wash up for dinner. Okay. I need one of you to do cups. In some of our previous podcasts, you met Caitlin's older sister, Sarah. She's a senior at Southeast Guilford High School, a bit taller than Caitlin, with long flowing red hair and fashionable glasses put her in a uniform from Hogwarts School of Wizardry, and she'd look like she just stepped out of a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> What's happened to Caitlin has probably affected her the most. I definitely got frustrated because, you know, somebody who shares the same room with her definitely gets frustrated just because, you know, there's typical sister stuff of borrowing clothes, but with somebody who doesn't remember that she's borrowed your clothes or doesn't know that these are your clothes because they're new, it definitely is frustrating. So to For Sarah, who's looking me, at what she'll do when high school finishes in a few months, there is already a new role. Um, that's one thing I've noticed. I'm a bigger part of the family. I like the second mom, which I don't mind doing. But they really focus on Caitlin, and I'll be, you know, making the dinner for everybody else or getting them to practice or whatever else they need. And that's a normal part of being a teenager. You know, you get the car and you're expected to help out. You're expected to go to the store when mom needs something. And that's okay. I don't mind that. But since she's a senior, Sarah will be gone soon. Caitlin's brother Daniel, who is 10, will still be around. And then there's Ben. Ben sits and watches TV in the den beside the kitchen where Jennifer is making dinner. Caitlin and Ben share that bond of middle children, that bond of being athletes just a few years apart. Caitlin taught him how to play the sports he now loves, and you can tell by how he acts that when he's around Caitlin, he misses who she was. Ben gets it. Ben's jealous, as a teenager should be. But then when you talk to him... He'll say very clearly, I lost my best friend. You know, that's the person that taught him every sport. You know, he followed in her footsteps and that was their greatest bond. He said, and I, I don't, I can't do anything with her. I try to get her to do it and it hurts. And she doesn't go to any of his games because it hurts too much to go. And, and he misses that buddy. You know, they're the two middle kids. They hung out together. They may drive each other nuts, but they were each other's best bud. Ben remembers when she was still playing with him, still enjoy being around him. And he is 13 and is feeling that and is, 
he's more the one to throw it in her face. And that's what gets on my nerves because he'll say, well, why does she get to do this and I don't? And you sort of have to remind him that, look at all these other things she's missing out on. She's not getting to do more than you. It's just this one opportunity that she has to maybe find some happiness. When Caitlin's accident happened, Ben was just 11. He was still a little boy, and since that's where Caitlin's memory stops, that's where he is to her every day until she sees him and realizes something has changed. My brother, who's 13 now, his voice is a lot deeper than it was, so I hear it, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> Sarah, meanwhile, is mature beyond her years. Suffering the crucible of seeing her sister transformed has left her stoic. It's tough, yeah, but you know, I don't think there's a single person who hasn't gone through something like this, whether it's losing a parent, losing a sibling, losing a close friend. Everybody has something like this that affects everybody around them. So ours just may be more well-known than other people's. To get through each day, the littles have to keep moving forward, keep doing whatever it takes to get back to some semblance of normal, and not allow themselves to think about what might have been if the accident never happened. My long moments are when everybody gets to bed finally, and um, you just think about what you've lost. And it hit me very hard of how much we've lost our girl. She was so passionate so full of life and she's just a little shell that sits around and waits for mommy to get home and she'll talk to me but she doesn't really share with anybody else and I miss it so much I miss seeing her be able to enjoy life and us celebrate her there are things that Caitlin makes sure to say to the people who are important to her Bring up her sister Sarah's name, and the face that is almost always expressionless these days lights up. She puts up with my mood swings, which I couldn't ask for more. <laughs> On the day she feels well enough to go to school, Caitlin makes a point of seeing Sarah there. And when they go their separate ways, Caitlin is sure to call out to her. Love you. I'll make sure I tell her I love her every day. Don't worry. We're at school with both of them one day when that very thing happens. Love you. She never answers me. It's okay. And we mentioned that to Caitlin later, that Sarah didn't answer her in the school hallway that day. Yeah, but it's okay. She says it in her heart. As our podcast picks up popularity and the word of Caitlin's story spreads, some of America's most famous doctors begin to call the littles. Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, they say they have answers, but the only answer Chris and Jennifer Little want is how to ease what has become Caitlin's debilitating pain. But we've had some setbacks, haven't we? We have. And I think a lot of people don't know those setbacks, and that's hard. Um, how do you put that on Facebook, that your kid is pretty much bound to a recliner where she mm -hmm. can't get up and down on her own and really can't do anything right now and constant severe pain that story in the next episode of caitlin can't remember if you haven't already please subscribe to this podcast you can get it anywhere you find podcasts and remember to rate it and comment that really helps get caitlin's story out and can lead to finding someone who might have an answer caitlin can't remember is written and reported by me your host bob buckley 
Chris Weaver is our producer and editor. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.